0: Yeah, my mom is caring and uh, she looks out for me all the time. She's kind. Mm-hmm. She loves me. <laughs> How she cooks for us and does the chores for us. She's protective. I know, it makes me feel happy when I feel sad. She to kiss me. That makes me feel happy. That she likes to play Uno. She likes template and um, she makes so the kids. I like that. she helps us do a lot of things, even though we don't think it's gonna work. yeah, she helps us work through a lot of our problems My mom is my aunt, but she's my mom. I love her because. She took me in when nobody else did and um, now I'm with her forever. So I love her very much and I'm so, so grateful for her. She's pretty and, and I like yellow and she likes yellow. What's your favorite thing? Say mommy, mommy. Mommy likes you? Um, She makes good chicken. She cares about us? Yeah. German. Like she always goes to my meets and like believes in me and always takes me there. She's always very kind hearted no matter what. And she always cares about people before she cares about her own self. She's always there for me and she cares about like if I have a bad day at school, she's always there for me. That's you bad, me. She kind of me. She always, she's always helpful. She's always doing stuff for me and my dad and always making sure that we're okay and always putting her, uh, putting us before her. When I get to play my games with her. Just do some fun things with her no matter what. Snuggle. Snuggle. How she um, bakes with me. Bake with her too? Uh, play outside on our swing set. Oh, you like cuddles? Maybe play a game with her? Me and her like to get some outside time. We like to go on walks and. Play outside. Quite play now. Um and then... Build bird houses. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say shopping. Break it with months, play with really game. Jump on my trampoline. Do you like the color? Yeah. Definitely I like hanging out with her. Especially when we're doing something fun or we're laughing a lot or I like watching TV with her. It's very um, inspirational and fun. Playing kickball outside. Playing kickball. Well, I like to go biking with her in the summers, and we like to work out and go to the cemetery sometimes. Sing with her, play music, um, you know, go on... One-in-one one time um, to Walmart, <laughs> a lot of the time. I like going with her alone and talking to her. I know uh Play. I guess that is true, but I'm uh, sleeping with her. Sleep with her. Sleep with her, too. Yeah. Sleep with her. Sleep with her first. I love your mom. I love mom. Uh, I love her burnt tacos. Wait, let's start Yeah, don't say burnt tacos. <laughs> Mom's gonna be mad. Okay. Hold on. Thank, um, thank, uh, of course, Brandon, but Stacy Clark also who edited that, that video and Pastor Luke who helped put some of it together uh, for doing something special like that. Um, welcome. My name is my name is Cameron, uh, I'm one of the pastors here at Conduit. And uh, if you're visiting with us today, or if you're new here, um, we want you to know: welcome home uh this is a place where you can where you can uh where you can find a home where you can find a uh a, a people who are not all the same we don't we don't all think the same things we don't all believe the same things um all the time we don't all look the same way or come from the same type of uh backgrounds or anything like that but um we're here because we all have the, this same desire, and that's to pursue a relationship with Jesus Christ. Wherever whatever spot in the spectrum of a journey that you are on with Jesus, whether it's you've been following Jesus for you know, 50 years of your life, or whether you're still not sure if you want to follow Him, or if you even, if you even recognize His existence, uh, I, I believe that this is a place where, where you can find a home, and I believe it's a place where. See what what I what I believe is that when where wherever you are on that spectrum, that when you're earnestly seeking Jesus, that you will find him. All right, um, and maybe, um, and and maybe you might even say when you are earnestly seeking Jesus, Jesus will find you because sometimes. We earnestly seek him by running as far away as fast as we possibly can. Okay, um, and I understand that. I want you to know that wherever you are on that journey, like you're welcome here, and this is a place that you um, that you can call home. All right. I also want to let you know that it's heating and cool, that it's cooling season here, and um, we have ordered some. So um, th- we, we've, we've read this from the comment cards, okay? The manager, you know, the, you, you asked to speak to the manager and the manager has spoken um, that, the, um, that we need air deflectors on our air conditioners, right? So we have purchased some air deflectors and um, we'll, those will be installed this week. So we want you to be comfortable, but I don't want you to be too cold. So um, if you need those turned back on, just someone come grab the remote. Um. So we we have one announcement this week, um, and that's this coming this next this next Sunday. Uh, we've been talking about this for a few weeks. We run a class here that we call Front Door, and it really is kind of just what it sounds like. It's like when you when you walk through the front door of someone's house, right? Like it's like your first impression of their home and their hospitality and their kind of like heart for you. And, um, and Front Door for us is a class that we, that we run that, try, that tries to let you like, get the first glimpse of what is Conduit. And why, why are we here? And why do we do the things that we do? Why do we maybe say the things that we say in the particular ways that we say them? You know, uh, it talks about our mission, our vision, our core values, what Conduit's all about, and what we hope... God continues to make us and develop us into um, as a body as we live this life. It's taught by two of our staff members here, Pastor Luke and our Director of Operations, Jessica McKeever. There is child care available if you have small children and would like to still come. And we usually do like a small little breakfast or snacks um, during that class. It runs right before service. So it's not an extra, it's not, if you can come... You know, an hour early on Sunday morning and come to that class. It's downstairs in the orange-colored room. It's a great opportunity for you to get connected with other people who may be just exploring their faith or getting new to the church um, or just people in the church in general, but also an excellent opportunity for you to um, just learn a little bit more about who Conduit is and what we believe God has called us to do. So, the way that you sign up for that is... If you have a smartphone, um, we have a, a, an app on Church Center. So if you download the Church Center app on um, either Google Play or your App Store or wherever you, wherever you download apps, um, it will connect you to Conduit Ministries and you can go to Sign Ups and Sign Up for Front Door. If you don't have the app, if you have no desire to get the app, if you don't have any idea what I'm talking about, but you want to come to that class, all right, Come and see me immediately following service today and I will make sure that you have a spot. If nothing else, just show up next Sunday and say, hey, I don't know about these app things, but I'm here for the class and we'll make sure that you're here, okay? Um, I get it. Um, I understand. So, um, all right. Uh, Like like Henry said, um, Ellen, uh, our... Our worship leader here is having some vacation this week, and so we're grateful for um, her ability to find some, some time away. You can pray for her and her family as they're resting this week, and we're so grateful to Henry um, and and others who stepped up in, in um, absence to, uh, to lead. Just like uh, I, was, I was away last week and Pastor Luke stepped up to preach, I appreciate um, so much the opportunity to get away um, and rest for a little while. So, um, okay, I'm. Uh, let me pray for us, and then we're gonna jump right in. Okay. Our gracious and loving Lord, we um, we thank you for your goodness in our lives, Lord. We thank you for um, the beautiful weather today, the blue sky and the sun. Lord, recognizing that this is a day that you have made, you have created, Lord, and your goodness certainly is on display. Lord, we're also reminded that when it's cloudy out and gray and a little bit cold and maybe gloomy, uh, that you are still exceedingly good on those days as well. That your goodness, Lord, Uh, to us and for us is not dependent on the outside circumstances, rather of the weather or of our own lives. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you are not not constrained to the circumstances of our lives, but Lord, that your goodness and that your mercy and your grace can come piercing through everything in our lives that we wish to escape, to give us hope, to give us peace. We thank you in Jesus' name, Amen. I wanted to say, um, and I'd be remiss if I didn't say um, thank you. They're not in here right now, right? But to Mike and Sarah, Mike and Sarah Bigney, owners of Crown Street Roasting Company, who, um, yeah, you can give them a hand. Uh, they contacted me on Wednesday or Thursday or sometime this week and said, "Hey, we would we got a new coffee truck. It's named Roasty." That's the name of it. We would we would love to bring it and offer um, all kinds of drinks for conduit free of charge for you um, for your congregation on Sunday morning. Mike and Sarah come here, um, but if you get a you get an opportunity to thank them. Um, I'm sure a great way to thank them would be go and buy a cup of coffee from them at some point, um, but uh, they're great people with great hearts for the Lord um, and just very generous. So make sure you say thank you to them if you get an opportunity at some point or or other. Okay. Um, so today is today is Mother's Day, of course, and I've shared with you um, I've shared with you my heart before on the um, the somewhat. Uh, that sometimes the pressure that exists for pastors um, to uh, produce, and I mean that not in a good term, right, in a good way, but produce content on Sunday mornings that is original, that is insightful, that you've never heard before, right? So like the, the message this Mother's Day has got to be different than the message from the last six Mother's Days, right? it has got to be something new, there's got to be something fresh. There's got to be something that's like, well, and I understand that, right? I understand that like, okay, um, you know, we're always seeking to hear what the Lord is saying because that's part of my job, all right? Part of, part of my job is to, um, is to seek the Lord on behalf of the church here, to ask the Lord what he would have us do, where he would have us go, who he would have us be. What he would have me, um, what he would have me say, and I take that responsibility. I do take that responsibility very seriously. Uh, the most, it's the most serious responsibility that I have, and so the one that I take, of course, um, the most seriously. And I was thinking about this. Um, I, I was thinking about this this message this week, and uh, just thinking about like the mothers that I see in my own like circle. Right, in, in particular my, my wife who is the mother to our to our five kids, um uh, my mother growing up, um the mothers that I see in my in, in the congregation here, really, and I and I have no I have no um I have no qualms about saying with a straight face and in all seriousness that mothers really are the heroes of the world. Um they really are. They really are the ones that um over and over and over and over and over again give of themselves and give of themselves and give of themselves and give of themselves with little to no fanfare maybe a carnation on a sunday morning and a trip to the the a coffee truck for free right with little to no fanfare um but with seemingly all of the responsibility of the world wrapped up into this magical role of raising little human beings, okay. and the the gravity of that should not be the gravity of that should not be lost on us. Right? Um, almost no mother that I know would stand up and say, in any in any like sense of confidence, you know what I. I am really killing it at this job. <laughs> you know, like I am just you know, like I I'm hitting all my metrics, like every box is checked. I feel super good about the amount of time that I'm spending with my kids and the time and the and the things that I'm getting done around my home. And my career that I'm, you know, that I'm pursuing and really working hard towards, or my 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 friendships and my outside, you know, like all this mothering thing, yeah, I got it on lockdown. I am good to go on the mothering. I don't know a single woman, mother, person who at least I've ever heard say that. Um I think that there is this. Um, and this is why I started by saying it's part of my job is to kind of like inquire to the Lord about what he would have me say to his people and like get kind of like stick my fingers in the water to kind of like what's the temperature of the room right now and and if i if I just say like well what's the what's the what's been the temperature of the room um here lately um, it is it's kind of it's kind of encapsulated or like motherhood is kind of a microcosm of like what's happening here uh, a lot lately i get the sense that there is this general feeling or this general sense of exasperation about life like that you know, like when you dive deep down to the bottom of a pool and you hold your breath for as long as you can, right? And then you know you have to get to the surface and you're struggling to get to the surface and you're, you, you're thinking in your mind, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know that I'm going to make it to oxygen. And there's almost this, this panicky sense in your body where you're like you know you need to breathe but you're under the water and you can't but you have to keep moving because the only way to breathe is to keep going up but there's this like it's a, it's almost a terrifying feeling it's a it's a heavy feeling it's a feeling of exasperation and and i and i, I feel like there is this this sense of exasperation in our lives I'm not. I'm not just saying ours, like in general in the world, but I'm. I really mean it about like us, this family here, okay. Um, and I think that that it's it's particularly pronounced, like as we talk about the role of a mother today, or what what a mother is, or what a mother does. Like moms experience this all all of the time, right? There's this there's this there's this tension always. I always feel this tension of like working to provide for my family and have a career that I love or not work, right? And like I have influences that pull, pull me in both directions. Do I not work and stay home with my kids um, or, or do, I, do, 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 I, do I have a career and provide for my family and do the thing that I love, this tension that pulls me back and forth? There's this daily grind of all of the household responsibilities, right? And if you have kids, especially if you have small kids, it's like when you clean your house, You might as well be brushing your teeth and eating an Oreo at the same time, right? It's like, it's like (laughs) you might as like, how do you? You got to do it, but you why? Why, right? Brush your teeth, eat an Oreo, same time. It's like what it's like cleaning a house when there's a lot of small kids, right? Um, Or there's there's the you know the kind of the the everyday, but also the grandiose expectations that 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 you have of yourself but also that the world has of you and then and then in the midst of all of that there's this general like sense of feeling like well I you know as a mom I I need to be taking care of all these things so like I you take on a selfless attitude but what ends up happening is like then you then you deny your very real needs and you end up unhealthy or without friendships or without interests outside of the home and life becomes kind of like this hamster wheel of brushing your teeth and eating an oreo right and this does does this gen do these general feelings exist with with fathers or with men or with single women or Retired persons as well? Yes, right? Yes, all of those things, all of that exasperation, all of those feelings of expectations, of pushing and pulling, of tension, of where, what, like what's going on, the general feeling of drowning and not sure I'm going to make, um, make it to the top to take that deep breath. Yes, I do generally, I, I get the sense that it's not just associated with motherhood, although it is very, like, that's a, that's a very intense form of all of that. Being a mom is a task that is seemingly or essentially impossible to hit all of the expectations or metrics that you probably have set for yourself. And in your in your exhaustion and in the exasperation and in your frustration, maybe even in your pain or maybe in your sadness or maybe in the times where you feel like you're failing, or where maybe in the times where you feel like you're you're succeeding, but you don't know what the next thing is, I want you to know very, very clearly this morning that you are seen. That we see you. And we see the hard work that it takes to do the jobs that you do. And we see the hard work um, that, not just the hard work like of doing the actual things, but the hard emotional work and the hard spiritual work and the things that it takes to do the things that you do. You're seen and you are valued and you are recognized and you are noticed. And if we could have a thousand Mother's Days, we would. Because, because you're 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 seen not just by me or not just by us, right? But you're seen by Jesus as well. And I know <laughs> that almost sounds like, oh, okay, like uh, 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 right, like you're a pastor. Oh, okay, great segue into a sermon about Jesus. Like I, I understand, I, I understand the kind, kind, like kind of cliche nature of well, Jesus sees you in your exasperation. I get it. Okay. Um, but I will also say um, that we, um, we here at Conduit and I in particular, am unapologetically, unapologetically, like ruthlessly, like a pit bull, Jesus centric. That that when when everything else, when everything else falls away when all the other chips are on the table like. Like Jesus is everything we're always going to return to Jesus he's always like he is always the North Star. He is always the anchor right He, um, he is always uh, the cleft of the rock that gives us shelter in the midst of the storm right he is the he is the stone He is the stone upon which um, our church is built he is the stone upon which our um, the 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 foundation of our lives are built, and and cliche or not, right? I will always come back to a radically Jesus centric viewpoint on every single thing that you and I and we um, deal with, and that includes this sense of like exasperation about life and expectations. And purpose and direction and the 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 weariness of life and the worrisomeness of life and the anxiety of life and the and the direction of life. And the good news, right? The good news of the gospel is that Jesus comes to meet us in the exasperation and weariness of our lives, to set our hearts free from being divided and distracted so that we have moments in His presence that bring us peace. That's the, that's the main point of this morning, right? Is that, is that there, there will continue to be a wavy pattern of weariness and frustration and anxiety and turmoil and, and struggle in life but that the good news is that Jesus, in His mercy and His grace, He sees you, He invites you into His presence, where in an undistracted moment, you are given peace. I'm going to look at two scriptures that, um, that display that for us this morning. Okay, The first is Matthew chapter 11. We teach from scripture here. Um, We also recognize that not everyone is familiar with um, the Bible or familiar with scripture, and that's okay. That's why we put it on the screen up behind us. But I also want you to know and feel comfortable being able to find things in this in this big book with lots of different names and lots of confusing words, okay? So the Bible is generally, um, or the Bible is kind of divided into two separate sections. The Old Testament, which is the bigger portion, is in the front half of your Bible. The New Testament, which is the smaller portion, is in the back half of your Bible. And the first few, or the first four books of the New Testament are called the Gospels. And they are individuals' accounts of the ministry and life of Jesus. One such man named Matthew, who we believe was not a Jewish person, but was actually a a Greek-speaking person, Um, Wrote this account, this first gospel that we're reading here. It's the first gospel that we have. uh, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, he records the words of Jesus as having said this Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is kind of a famous passage of Scripture or a famous section of verses that um, we maybe often hear, Come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble at heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Right? Right? And we can, we can say it sometimes, like almost without, like almost like rote memorization, without having really even to think about it or to like maybe understand even what, even the invitation that Jesus is giving us here. Um, but, but recognize a few things. Recognize, number one, is that Jesus openly here is inviting and receiving you in the midst of your weariness and burden to come near to him. What often happens, I feel, is that is that like we'll take let's take mothers for an, as an example, okay? Uh, because they generally um, live fairly selfless lives, uh, they they don't want to be a burden to their families, and that that inner heart attitude tends to spill over into their spiritual life sometimes, and so and so they are maybe feeling this weariness or they're feeling this, this, this burden, right? But they don't want to be a burden even to Jesus. Well, I don't want to go and like be complaining to Jesus in prayer about like how my life is going, what's going on. Like, I just want to come be a complainer. I don't want to like, I, I should just like, you know, like, pull myself up on my bootstraps and just work a little bit harder and be a little bit more focused and be more organized. Maybe if I get another meal planner or a different calendar or, or something else, it will, just, it will fix all the problems and then I won't have to be a burden to anyone else including my own sense of that. But listen, Jesus is not burdened by you. Jesus is not burdened by you even a little bit. The burden that you feel, the exasperation that you're, that you're experiencing, the anxiety or the frustration or the sense of purposelessness or directionless, uh, being directionless in life. Listen, Jesus is not afraid of that, nor do you need to be, is it something that you need to be ashamed of, embarrassed by, or guilty for feeling or experiencing? Because Jesus openly invites you to himself in the midst of all of that weariness that you are experiencing. He recognizes the state of the soul. And in the midst of that, he then invites you near to him. Come to me. Come to me. All you who are killing it in every corner, got all the boxes checked, are... Have all your priorities aligned? Are always doing a great job, right? No, like here's the thing: Jesus wants the people who know they're not killing it, right? That's who He invites. Jesus is inviting inviting those who are who are struggling, who are burdened, who are experiencing um, a weariness, right? And what's he say to them? He says, "Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest." So, what is? It's important for us to ask the question that you know what is what is Jesus referring to here? Um, because I think sometimes we we get this. Uh, we we may be feeling like um, Jesus is referring to like. Just like the circumstantial aspects of our life. Like our organization, right? Or our parenting. Or, like, and, and those are obviously parts of the, the deeper parts of who we are. Maybe the weariness or the burden that we that we feel. Um, but but what Jesus really is referring to here is not just like, a, oh, life is really stressful right now. Because I don't know a single person who doesn't say that life is stressful. That life is... Relaxed and easy. It's stressful for everyone in different ways, right? But Jesus is referring here to a kind of a soul level burden, this emotional, um, emotional level weariness. The kind of the the kind of burden that Jesus is is saying um, is inviting towards him is not just the kind that's fixed with a quick nap on Mother's Day afternoon, right? Like, oh, you're burdened. You need rest? Oh, well, Father of the Year, why don't you go upstairs and take a little nap for a half hour or so? I'll, I got it, right? Like we're not talking, Jesus isn't, isn't inviting, right? Isn't inviting the a burdensome person to be healed through the rest that comes from a nap, although sleeping actually does help, right? There's something much more significant. He's, he's speaking to a soul-level burden here. He's speaking to a soul-level weariness. The kind of thing um, that isn't just fixed with a nap, but that requires an actual, listen, that our weariness and our burden requires an actual Jesus-level miracle to address. You're not gonna organize you're not not gonna organize your way out of it. You're not gonna you're not gonna buy a planner and and move your way out of the 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 weariness of your soul that you're experiencing. Right? You're not gonna you're not gonna read the next greatest self-help book and be like well now I got all the tools necessary to check all the boxes and to kill it on every level. We're not talking about that type of that's not that's not what Jesus is talking about here when he's talking about addressing the burden, inviting the burdensome person to come near. We're talking about the miracle level Jesus touches the core of your soul with his actual presence. And the miracle that happens is that when life is spinning seemingly out of control, my soul settles into a place of rest and peace. You see it. You're still experiencing it. It's still there. He hasn't snapped his fingers and everything poofed out of existence. But Deep within your soul, the presence of Jesus has now taken root, and a miracle has occurred. I am finding true rest in the midst in the midst of like Jesus' presence. And here's the thing: whenever like Jesus invites you into His presence, "Come to Me," He says, "All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest." Listen, whenever Jesus is near to you whenever Jesus is near to your circumstance, whenever Jesus is near to your family or to your life or to your job or to your daily tasks, right? Whenever Jesus is near, miracles are not far away. Miracles are not far. Right? Things change when Jesus is near. Things change in the presence of Jesus. What does Jesus offer here to the person after the invitation? Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and what? I will give you rest. Jesus is not talking here about some like, manufactured feeling of like, oh, I feel rested today. But just like he's talking, we're talking about like the soul level burden, he's talking about the soul level rest. It's a feeling of peace and shalom, right? Not a manufactured feeling, but an abiding rest that comes from, we're going to see this in a minute, walking alongside him in everything that we do, and we know that this is the kind of rest that he's talking about because of the way in which he he talks about the rest. he talks about it in a term or with, with terminology that um, an ancient Near Eastern like uh, rather agrarian society would have understood. he talks about a yoke. Have you ever seen a yoke? a yoke is the thing that they put like a like an oxen in, right? And it goes over their head, right? And it's used in order to balance the burden of what they're pulling so that they can pull it evenly or so that they can carry it evenly. And there are different kinds of yokes. There's a single yoke, which is the one that we often wear, right? Where we put it on and then we pull the weight by ourselves. The yoke that Jesus wears is a double yoke, and we see these in existence too, where there's two spots for two oxen. And it's very necessary for those. Uh, and it's, what happens is that like, if one oxen slips or falls, right? The other oxen compensates at that point and continues to pull. They balance the load. And at some point, some point, one may be pulling more than the other or one may be carrying more weight than the other but the but the idea here is is that when you're carrying the weight of the yoke on your own you're all on your own and if you slip and fall you slip and fall but when you're yoked with someone else right you 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 have um, increased strength and stability right and every person hearing these words of jesus would have understood kind of this illustration this metaphor that he was using Take my yoke upon you, he said, and learn from me. Come, allow me to walk alongside of you. Let us put on this yoke together, right? We will walk, Not we will not like throw the yokes off and, and walk unencumbered in the world, right? But we will wear the yoke together. I will walk along. Side of you that it's the presence of Jesus with us in the midst of the walk that gives rest take my yoke upon you he says Jesus says allow me to help shoulder and bear this burden alongside of you you don't have to do it alone you are not alone you are seen and I am with you I am with you. There's kind of this classic. Um, so we're in the Gospel of Matthew, right? Well, if you have a Bible and it's open, we're going to flip to the right, okay? Two books. We're going to pass through Matthew, pass through Mark, and then we're going to get to the book of Luke. And we're going to be in Luke chapter 10. Verse thirty eight. And, um, this is a great little story, a great little story, um, about Jesus at the home of two, um, of two ladies named Mary and Martha. And it gives us a little bit of an insight into, like, how um, the the difference between someone who asked Jesus to proverbially walk alongside of her, and the other who is like just frantically trying to arrange and organize the circumstances of life so that they're better. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he had said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and said, Lord, don't you care that this no good lazy sister of mine has left me to do all of the work by myself? She had like she was focused. Like we got we got preparations to do. There are things there are things to get done. Meanwhile, Jesus is like there with her. Tell her to get up and help me, Jesus. And <laughs> Jesus respond like, this is the only time where I see, like, this kind of, like, I don't know, it's, it's not condescending, it's not the right word, but, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things. But only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better. And it will not be taken away from her. Listen, if there's like, if there's one verse that you, or like a couple of verses that you're like, man, yeah, I need this type of message, or like I hear the Lord speaking, the Holy Spirit, like pressing this message into my heart today, and you want to take away like one verse, take away verse 41 and 42 here. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. Cameron, Cameron, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better. And it will be not and it will not be taken away from her. Now what did Mary choose? Here we have Martha running around frantically trying to produce and experiencing in the midst of her production experiencing and displaying frustration over the inaction of her sister Mary she's doing all that she can running around trying to make it work and then so she tries to she tries to enlist Jesus to get Mary to stand up and do something with her life right and and Jesus Jesus turns the table over on her Right? This is the, a proverbial table-flipping moment for these women. See, Martha was busy and distracted and it produced in this moment nothing but worry, frustration, and anger at her sister. That's all it produced for her. Mary, on the other hand, Saw an opportunity to be present and, a, and alert to and with Jesus. And Mary doesn't say a word here because she doesn't need to, because Jesus does all the talking for her. Right? When Jesus says, there is only one thing that is needed, Martha. He is referring to Mary, and is referring to Mary's insistence on being in the presence of Jesus, despite the circumstances that were swirling around in the home, or what Martha needed her to do, or what she may have been fe- feeling like. Well, this is what is expected of me. And this is what I should do. And this is what I need to do. And and I got this list of things, right? And Jesus is like, "Hey, there is only one thing that is needed." And Mary has chosen that one thing. There is only one thing that is needed to experience the peace that Mary is experiencing right now. It's to sit and be in my presence. And she has chosen that thing. And I am, I am not going to tell her to get up and to live by some worldly standard of, of, of being frantically busy doing this and doing this so that you can prepare for what? For me being here, I'm already here. Be with me. Be with me. So this is, like, this is, uh, I don't want to say point in case, but like, listen, going back to the Matthew passage and then looking at this passage here, two different situations, one where Jesus was speaking generally to his disciples here where he was interacting with Mary and Martha. Jesus Invites us, Jesus invites us to receive peace and rest, deep peace, soul level peace, soul level rest, as we prioritize being deeply in His presence over being distracted and busy. Now this is not just the this is not just a message for moms, right? Men can you hear it too? Right? That 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 burden that you carry, that feeling that you have that I'm under the water, I need to get to the surface, I need oxygen, I'm panicking, I'm not sure that I'm going to get there in time before I like <laughs> just pop off or whatever. Jesus invites you to come near to him, to spend more time in his actual presence. He's inviting you into his presence. We don't, we don't need to ask Jesus to come to us. right? He's already invited us to come to him. We're not waiting on Jesus. He's waiting on us. He's he's waiting on us. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. I told you at the beginning... That I get this, I do get this deep sense, right? That there is a really deeply seated sense of exasperation among us. Not just like I need a I need a nap exasperation, but like deep down in, in in your in your very soul. In the, in the center of your emotion, in your heart, right with your mental process, and it's manifesting itself in, in your physical body, right and you and you, you can possibly do another thing or take another commitment and you don't know how you're going to breathe through the commitments that you have this week or the responsibilities that are that are before you or the expectations that the world has or or that you have. listen, I feel that here. And I can see it in in your life, All right? And and listen, um, lest lest you think I'm talking at you, okay? I feel it too, like this deep sense of like <gasps> I need some air quickly, quickly. So the message is the same for me. <laughs> it's no different here than it is for you. Right. That that when that in the midst of burden, in the midst of in the midst of heavy weight, in the midst of carrying the yoke on our own, Jesus invites us to a better way. We can choose the better way to, to, en- to engage with Jesus in his, in his presence and to receive the peace that He, he offers to us. Now, now here's, here's, the, here's the thing. like there's always almost always people are like, well, okay, what does that even mean?" Okay, like be in the presence of Jesus, what does that what does that mean? Um uh, you're gonna be woefully disappointed in the answer, right? Because you know it already. You just don't believe it yet. All right um, because all the time when someone says, well, you know, like, come to me, or they, they they come to me as their pastor and be like, you know, I just can't, I can't hear the voice of the Lord. He's not speaking in my life. I'm not growing in my relationship with Jesus. I feel really, really stagnant. Um, things are not going well. And I'm just kind of angry at, and frustrated at the Lord that this is just not happening. And, you know, really, you can listen pastorally. and Really, one of my first questions is to them okay? Well, tell me about your time in the Word. And what I mean is, like, tell me, tell me about, tell me about your like your individual time, like reading um, the God's Word. Well, I mean, like, I get an email every day with a short little devotional, and like I read that, or I listen to the Christian radio station on the way to work, and so. I'm kind of figuring like that should offset a lot of my Bible reading time, right? Um, and there's this sense of like um, that the easy answers, I wouldn't say easy, the simple answer right, actually is the answer. In a couple of weeks, um, not next week, but the week after that, we're going to start a small series in the Gospel of John and the very first Uh, the very first message that we have in the Gospel of John is all about how God God has revealed himself to us fully, fully, completely without reservation, right? Without mystery, right? God has revealed himself fully to us both in his word and in his son Jesus, right? Um, And how... And how the, 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 the Word of God and the incarnate Word of God in Jesus is the complete revelation of God, both, both in grace and in truth. And the Holy Spirit comes alongside of those messages, right? And like pushes them deep down into our soul and reveals the truth of God's Word and God's Son to our hearts. I could preach that right now. mean, I feel like I want to. I could just get after it. But, um, but the question then becomes: Right? Okay, where? W- what do you mean? What do you mean? Sit in the presence of Jesus. The first, the, fir- the very first, the very, 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 very first step, right, is to begin His Word. A chapter of a gospel a day, a paragraph of a gospel a day. We set the bar low, set the threshold really low. Get into the Word of God and allow Him to speak to you, and ask Him right to reveal Himself to you through what you read. To be engaged here um, in Christian community, right? And I'm not even saying you has got to be here, right? but to be engaged in a community of people who, who love you and support you and want to pray for you and, are, and are, are desire great things for you and, and are walking alongside of you in your relationship with Jesus that can help pray you through difficult circumstances or, or guide you into the truth of God's word as you're, as you're needing a fresh word from him. There's going to be more on this in the future, of course. I I really want to encourage you to be here. um, Let's have the worship team come back up as we're uh, transitioning to this next section of worship today. Uh, Next week, going to be a really special Sunday. Um, Going to be not a traditional sermon, um, but it's going to be something you really don't want to miss, especially if you have kids downstairs. And you want to know, know, like you want to hear from the heart of the person that's responsible for guiding them in ministry down there. We're going to have Brandon up here, and um, her and I are going to have a little dialogue, um, just about her her own story. I promised you at the beginning of the year that I would that we would do more stories of the way that God is working in our working in people's hearts and lives, and like it's going to be her story, her testimony as well as just her heart for ministry, her heart for kids, her heart for the community. Uh, really super, super excited for that um, and really encourage you to, um, to be here and uh, to, to listen intently. So let me pray for us and uh, we'll move into the next section. Heavenly Father, we certainly do uh, often have this sense of burden of weight, of things that are heavy. Lord, thank you for inviting us into rest that only you can offer. Rest that is a miracle. That we can't produce or manufacture on our own, Lord, but that comes at a deep soul level. Lord, we pray that in your presence we would truly find this miracle. We would truly find your grace. We would truly find your rest and your peace. In Jesus' name, amen.